1: The NBA Gambling Podcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. we're brought you by the Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. April 1st at 7.30 p.m., SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles. So come hang out with the crew. All the information at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 23rd, currently 11.04 on the East Coast. Here to break down the Thursday games. Only four games on the schedule here tonight. Uh, but we'll, we'll go through it as we usually do here on the NBA Gambling Podcast. But joining me to help me break it down, you guys know him as the man of the show, the newest voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on, brother?
0: Yeah, not much, man. Like you said, underwoman car, but to be expected with the you know the Sweet Sixteen starting and, and all that stuff today but uh still opportunity to get some winners so uh looking forward to going through it.
1: A pretty exciting night last night in yeah. the association um going go recap what we saw kind of last night. Um couple of big games we had obviously I think that the game of the night was probably that Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks game. Mm-hmm. Um some controversy I guess we can say in the game but at the end Warriors do get the victory there against Dallas in a a big – in a huge victory, I guess we could say. um,
0: What happened? I was uh, was watching – I don't know what I was watching. I was watching something else. I missed that. So uh, I seen it going around, but I didn't, like, look into it yet. So, like, what exactly happened? I seen Cuban statement and all that. Yeah. So
1: from what I kind of saw um, and read online, I was watching this game, but I had it on mute. Um, was that there was a play underneath the basket that happened. And um, the ref called <clears> – <throat> the ball went out of bounds on, I think, Kavon Looney. Mm-hmm. and the, bo- the the referee called it Mavericks basketball at that point. And then there was a timeout called uh, by – I forgot which team it was. I guess it was the Mavericks. And then the what happened was the referees changed the call mm-hmm. – Uh, to Warriors basketball, but from the Dallas Mavericks perspective and Mark Cuban's, they were never informed of that change, that it was going to be Warriors basketball. So the Mavericks were under the assumption that it was going to be their ball, so their guys are are already on the other side of the court, Mm. right? Um, But Warriors got the ball underneath their own basket and pretty much nobody is on that (laughs) half of the court guarding them. So it was pretty much like five on nothing uh, for the uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And then there was I think they I think they stopped the game again. Uh, and then Jason Kidd was saying, "Hey, you know, I thought you said it was our ball, and it led to a whole discussion." But the call stood, and they got those two points. So oh, wow. that's pretty much what the gist of it was. And then you saw the statement made, yeah, by Cuban, yeah. by Cuban last night. They're going to protest, and we'll see what happens. But I think, yeah, that was the big thing in that game. But uh, again, the the Warriors did get the victory last night, one twenty seven, one twenty five in that game. Uh,
0: but so what stood out to you last night, Delonte? Uh, I mean the Philly coming coming out and blasting uh, the Bulls. That was like from start to finish was yeah. unreal. And Embiid was out in the second half. Um, Harden didn't play because of Achilles. I'm not sure how serious that is. Um, I didn't see him get injured. Did you see him get injured in the first Bulls game? Uh, Harden. Yeah, Harden. I didn't see him get injured. I didn't know he was like hobbled or whatever. So he's dealing with that Achilles injury.
1: Um, that's what's been popping up on the injury report. Um, I don't remember if somebody fell into one of the players, if that was a completely different player. Yeah. Uh, but I just had a gut feeling last night, just kind of looking at it, that he was and that, with the way the line was kind of moving that I thought that Harden would sit last night. And then I think closer to game time, they did rule him out. And then um, I think, yeah, uh, Milton, the Milton got the start um, in place of uh, James Harden, but, I guess they didn't need them last night, uh Delonte. Yeah, they blasted them. Yeah, they it was, blasted It was them. like 21 to 1 in the yeah. first like. Yeah, they started weeks.
0: off, I think, 17-0. Uh yeah, man. It was it was unreal. Um man, there was a lot of good it was a lot of good things last night. Like uh, you know, the Lakers Suns game was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um Cat returning, hitting the you know, the game winning free throws. Um, oh, going to get me
1: started on that.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you Dude, see that post game interview? Yeah, he got a new voice. <laughs> yeah, he got a new <laughs> voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And uh, who else? Uh, Memphis and in, in Houston played a really good game, man. I, like Houston's been fighting. I, I, yeah. I know you've been watching. They've been mm-hmm. they've been fighting a lot. If they gave this fight like early in the season, they might be you know a lot in a lot better position. Yeah. But um, I think they took the Grizzlies. Like initial punch really well with the you know Jai returning and him coming off the bench and everything, um, so I, I like the way Houston's been fighting as of late. Uh, uh, who else played a good game? Uh, I mean, Utah blew a golden opportunity; they lost by twelve to uh, less than I guess sixty percent Portland Trailblazer team. They were missing Simons and Grant, so yeah, yeah, man, there's a lot of good, a lot of good things last night, and I did not even mention the Knicks and the Heat playing. That was a great game. Um, back and forth. Uh, the heat would pull away uh in certain stretches and then and then uh, New York would come back with you know another run. So yeah man it was a, a really good night in the association.
1: Yeah the Portland game last night, four of the five starters were had scored 20 points or more last night um between uh Wadford, Watford, Yusuf Nurkic, Dame, and Shaden Sharp. Um they all finished with at least 20 uh points last night, which were kind of really propelled the Portland uh, to get that victory last night against the Utah Jazz. Flory Marketing, another incredible game for him. He had 40 points and 12 rebounds last night. Uh, but outside of that, not much help for him. Um, yeah. THT, 11.7 assists, wasn't very efficient. Uh, Kelly Olinick, to- 2 of 8 from the floor, Oh, of 4 for three point land. He did finish with a double double, but um, outside of Flory Marketing, nobody scored more than 15 points last night. And that came from Chris Dunn. Uh 15 points off the bench. Um yeah, you mentioned that Atlanta and Minnesota game. Um came down to the wire pretty much. Obviously, we talked about uh Cat hitting the game, winning free throws. Uh mm-hmm. good to see him return. Uh he had a pretty good game as well. Finished up that game with 22 points uh four rebounds in about twenty-six minutes that he played. Jaden uh Jaden McDaniels for mm-hmm. the Minnesota Timberwolves in that game. Really good. Uh, yeah, great night for him. Twenty-five points. Um, six rebounds, four assists, two blocks. Um, so yeah, it was a great night in the association. I think a uh, huge victory, like you mentioned, for the Lakers last night. I'm not sure if you saw who was ref in that game, but uh, I, I'm I missed your controversy. <laughs> no, I
0: didn't. Um, I didn't Scott, see. I uh, didn't watch much of it. I didn't watch much of the Lakers game. I was just getting getting some stuff ready. I got some. Uh, I got this article I was working on for uh, for the site, so I wasn't really watching much of it. Yeah, it was Scott Foster was on the game last night. Mm-hmm. I, I checked the injury or the
1: referee report out, or the referee assignments. I was like, oh, Scott Foster's on the Lakers game. I'm i back in the Lakers. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Him,
0: him and Chris Paul got beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick pointing out, yeah,
1: KPJ had a triple-double last night. Yeah, I saw that, man. Uh, um, I know we even talk about his double-doubles and stuff, but um, yeah, look, uh, he's, he's – I guess, you know, when he's on the floor, he's – he the potential is there for him i think but i'm not sure if he's going to be the the future of the uh rockets at that starting point guard position i think he's a great guy to bring off the bench but i don't think he's the answer for the rockets at that uh at that point guard position
0: but we'll yeah, get think into you gotta that get some bits. Season. yeah i gotta get some bits in there yeah um but yeah uh also i seen the chat was talking about austin Reeves. man yeah he's he's been killing it i seen 150 got- win mvp <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Nah, but he's been he's been killing it, I man. He had twenty-five and eleven last night. Yeah. And he look actually looked better than A D in the past few games. So
1: Yeah, AD burned me last night. I know I took his rebounds last night. Uh, props were not very good for me last night. They ended up going one and four. But if you do follow our picks on the website, sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA picks. I did go eight and two against the spread last night uh i think the guys had a pretty good night on the pod yesterday as well yeah i uh, think so really yeah good. yeah so although we can continue that into the schedule here tonight delante only four games on
0: the schedule mm-hmm. but anything else from last time my man uh no nah, man that's it except for uh the so the raptors did you see that game by any chance i didn't did that's you? the
1: one game i was watching the score but i didn't really watch that yeah the game. pacers came out and they were destroying they were destroying
0: toronto like it looked like Toronto was like a rec league team. That's how bad they were doing. And I don't even think they had Hadley, right? No, they didn't. Yeah, like they were, so at the beginning of the game, they were because I had Toronto first quarter, mm. like a dumbass. And they were down, I mean, that's
1: the right side because Pacers have been terrible in the first yeah. quarter.
0: So they, yeah, worst first quarter team, ATS in, in the league by a wide margin. So yeah. they were down like 20 like in, in the first quarter and then they clawed back and then they just it just couldn't stop Indiana. I think Indiana outscored them in like three out of the four quarters. Like it was just domination. And that's that's rough for Toronto. And I got a Toronto to make the playoffs ticket. And that's that's it wasn't good for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, just kind of looking at the settings before we get into the games here for tonight. I know it's only four games, so we can talk a little more about what's going on around the association. But, um, Toronto they're so cemented in that that playing bracket tournament. I, I think that. Obviously, the Miami Heat, depending on if they are in going to end up as a sixth seed or the seventh seed right now, they're tied record-wise uh, with the Nets, but uh, they have two more games in hand due to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they've played 72 games. Miami's played 74, so uh, definitely look out for that. And then Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago are all separated by one-and-a-half games for that 8, 9, and tenth spot, so... I think that's a big win for the Pacers. If they do want to make the play in tournament uh, this upcoming season, I don't know what their motivation is for that, but mm-hmm. they still are one and a half games behind the Chicago bulls um, for that 10 spot to get into the playing bracket. Uh, and then it's crazy. If you take a look at the West Lante seven through 10, that play in tournament, they're all separated by like half a game four through 12 is uh, by like three and a half games. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Three and a half games. So it's, again, it's going to be interesting to you. I mean, if one of these teams is going on a, on a hot winning streak here to wrap up the season, they could easily end up as a four five seed. Uh, we'll talk about the Paul George stuff. Uh, when we get, I know the guys covered it yesterday, but kind of how it impacts the tonight's game and the rest of the season. When we do talk about the Clippers and the thunder here tonight and the, as the last game of the night, but um, yeah, I look four through, you said four through 10, but if you go all the way down to four to 12, I think, 12, yeah. Even 12. if you want to go down to the Portland Trailblazers at 14, they're only separated by six games. But um, I think it's going to take a little more for the um, the Blazers to make the play tournament. I don't think they will. Yeah, they will. It's just going to be interesting to see which two teams like fall out of that play-in tournament bracket and then which two teams get in. So, again, big game tonight for the Thunder again against the Clippers in, uh, tonight. We'll, we'll get into that, obviously, as the last game of the night.
0: Uh, but anything else, De'Vante, from last night? yeah, now nah, um speaking of I know we were going over the West. I got this uh, this Western Conference futures article coming out talking a lot about the um the teams that that could potentially go in like scheduling quirks and different things like that that'll probably be up later today. Um, to, it'll go into depth on you know some of the stuff about potential matchup seeding like futures above on teams to make the play in because you know the, the play in props are just as valuable as the playoffs because you can yeah. bet a, you can bet a team to you know actually make the playoff the play in at plus money like you can get some really good bits and value on some of these teams to just make the play in they don't even have to win it they just have to make it so with the seeding being as tight as it is mm. it's kind of hard to you know put a number on each of these teams yeah barring you know scheduling and stuff like that so it's a bunch of value uh in that playing market if you if you really just follow some of the teams and and know the schedule and it's hard to dictate injuries but that's a part of it like similar to the paul george thing like i'm not yeah. sure and i will we'll talk about that later on but not sure how you know the clippers rebound with some of those some of that injuries going on
1: yeah man um again it'll be interesting to see when and if even LeBron is back for the Lakers uh, before the season wraps up. Um, obviously, Paul George at right now at minimum is going to be out two to three weeks mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Clippers. It could be beyond that. But again, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll get into that when we talk about the Clippers. Yeah. Game. Oh,
0: yeah. One more thing. My bad. One yeah. So the, I seen desire. Do you see desire on port? He said he's coming back in two weeks. They're going to be fucking gone in two weeks. <laughs> what is the what's the point of doing that? Like they, this is over in two weeks. They got what, like 10 games left.
1: So right now the Pelicans are thirty five thirty seven. Uh, they do have yeah ten games left exactly. Uh, they're half a game out for that ninth and tenth spot. They do have a game tonight against a Hornets. So I mean I don't know man. Do, is, this, is there a that's a conversation like you need to have you pay them all this money. In the
0: offseason. man, he better bring his ass back now. they don't have, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have like time to just wait for him to come back. This season could literally be over in two, in a week and a half. And they're talking about, and I think that I think the report said they were reevaluating him in two weeks. Not that he, I mean, he started like I guess you know on court contact is what is what they said, but they're supposed to be reevaluating him in two weeks. I mean, yeah. So you're basically looking at like a three week stretch. Because I mean, who's to say it is Ion, So who's to say that he's going to be? like ready in two weeks, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, their season could be over by next Thursday because right. after tonight, they go on a four-game road trip uh, to the West Coast. They have the Clippers, the Trailblazers, the Warriors, and the Denver Nuggets. So
0: That's two L's in, in a row. At Yeah, at minimum. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they come back home for the Clippers again, and then the Kings at home, and then Memphis, New York, and then Minnesota to wrap it up.
0: And Minnesota's gonna need that game. The only thing is Memphis is pretty Memphis is pretty much locked into that two seed. I think they're maybe yeah. like four and a half, five games ahead. So unless they like implode, which I don't see them doing, I think that they're pretty much locked into that two seed. So Memphis is kind of a toss up depending on what they need, but I'm sure they're still gonna be playing some of the guys. I mean shit, even Memphis's like B team is pretty good. So
1: they've been really good without Zion. I mean, so without John Moran yeah. over the past couple of seasons, we've seen that the numbers have at least covering spreads and and things like that. Right. So yeah. right now, yeah, like you mentioned, Memphis um, is in that two spot. They did clinch a playoff or they clinched the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that was last night. And then mm-hmm. they have a two game lead over the Sacramento Kings uh, for that uh, ahead of them and that three spot where the Kings are. So. Yeah, it just does look like Memphis is pretty much cemented into that two spot right now, and then it's a battle of like we talked about four through
0: twelve. Yeah, um, and I think whoever, if you're at the bottom, I would try to get that six spot. Like that would be my goal to get the six spot because you would get what you would get a uh, Sacramento, and Sacramento. then possibly yeah, and then possibly the winner of the two seven, which yep. would probably be Memphis. So mm-hmm. I would try to stay far away from Golden State as I can. Yeah, I know they cool. got the road troubles. I would just try to stay far away as I can.
1: Yeah, and that's Golden State right now sitting in that sixth spot. Um, yeah, that's perfect. That's uh, a perfect spot for
0: him. Yeah. All right, before we get into the games here for
1: tonight, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be WinBed. WinBed is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBed is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout uh, for the WinBed Win Hour each Thursday, which is today. Uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. We are on to the Sweet 16 for the Big Dance and so many ways to bet on the Big Dance. Sign up today, receive a special offer, Bet 100, and get 100. Limited state availability. And of course, for our DGens, only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offers of the change. terms, and conditions at windbed.com. Must be 20 years or older. And President of State, where played through windbed is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGP guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, California, Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash House. And if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim, and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world, you can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. All right, let's get into the games here uh, for tonight, Delante. Four games on the schedule. The first game on the board, we got the New York Knicks. They are going to be in... Um, Orlando tonight on a back-to-back situation. This line opened up in favor of the New York Knicks, minus two and a half. That number's been bet up to minus three and a half. Do see a minus four that just popped up as well, so money uh, looks like coming in on the New York Knicks. Total opened up at 230 in this game. Uh, That number has actually been bet down to around 228 and a half consensus. Uh, Looking at the injury reports, give me a second. I should have had this pulled up, but like I mentioned, New York is on a back-to-back, so they don't have a injury report submitted just yet. They have some extra time to get that submitted. And then for the Orlando Magic, pretty clean injury report. The usual suspects are out in Jonathan Isaac and Jalen Suggs. Um, uh, Delante, let's start with the side here, man. Minus, let's call it minus three and a half consensus right now for the New York Knicks as a road favorite against Orlando.
0: Yeah, I kind of like the Knicks here. Um I laid three on the overnight. Uh, just thinking that they would bounce back from you know two bad defensive performances they've allowed 125 plus in the last two games, so the defense has been struggling as of late. The Magic are decent offensively, but not to the not to the extremes of scoring you know 125 points on a on a solid uh, on a solid Knicks defense. So I, I think they'll bounce back here. They played you know really really tough against Miami. Obviously, short travel here, so that's really not a concern for me. Um, the Magic, they thrive in transition. I don't think that the Knicks will be able to let them get in transition and, and get to the basket with ease. I think Randall, Randall and Mitchell should have a really good advantage on the inside because the Magic are you know, bottom five in rent percentage defense, so they should have a really good game inside. Um, the Magic have covered four of the last five. Um, the Knicks play really, really well on the road. They are 24-13-1 uh, ATS on the road. Um, so I think the Knicks get it done here. I think the physicality wears down to Orlando's size. And Lent, I look for a big game from Brunson. Also, him and Randall should feast on that pick and roll uh, against the Magic defense.
1: Yeah, I, I do like the spot here for uh, the New York Knicks, like you mentioned there, right? They've been really good on the road so far this season as well. Um overall they are 24 uh, 13 against the spread on the road mm-hmm. uh 16 and 11 as uh, road underdogs uh, and they are actually 8 and 2 as a road favorite like they are here tonight against Orlando I know we've talked about backing Orlando when they are uh, home underdogs but yeah. mm-hmm. again this is this is a spot here for the New York Knicks just coming off of the loss and I'm looking I'm trying to uh, pull up uh, some stats here as well Uh, On a back to back here, the Knicks are actually seven and four straight up, seven, three, and one against the spread on back to back nights over under, um, slightly to the over at six and five. But, um, you know, we talk about standings in the Western Conference where right now in the East they are in that five spot. Looks like they may just be cemented into that five spot because Cleveland does have a four game lead over them um, for that fourth spot. But this team is healthy, right? They, they've been the most healthy since. I mean, with Jalen Brunson that had been in and out of the lineup, uh, Mitchell Robinson missed some time. We saw that as well. But, um, you know, they did take a loss last night. We talked, like we talked about with Miami. But uh, I think this is a spot for them to kind of bounce back. Like you mentioned, I think they'll have some problems containing both Mitchell Robinson if he does play tonight and Julius Randle mm-hmm. uh to kind of keep those guys off the board and and prevent those second chance opportunities for the uh, New York Knicks. So uh, also the New York Knicks um on a back-to-back situation where they took a loss in their previous game, so the night before, they are actually 5 and 0 straight up and 5 and 0 against the spread. So um, I like the angle here for the New York Knicks as well. Let's get to the total here. Delonte, that currently is sitting at 228.5. Any thoughts there?
0: Yeah, um, I like the over. It's interesting the money's coming in on the under. The uh, Magic played seven of the last 10 have went over. They've been a pretty sneaky over team as of late, which uh, those numbers indicate. I think that both offenses could, you know, have similar success against each other's defense. You know, the Magic being a run-and-gun type of team, that's going to lead to turnovers, which they're 28th in turnover percentage offense, meaning they could, you know, turn the ball over enough to get New York in transition and get them easy baskets. Uh, I think the Magic do have some advantages on the Knicks as far as, you know, being able to to run their half-court sets. The Knicks' defense, it's... It's, it's a little bit overrated to me in the half court set i know the numbers vary a little bit more but just from an i test perspective don't think they look as good they get kind of complacent in some of their things a little aggressive uh in trying to jump ball and trying to jump um passing lanes and they get backdoored a lot so i think the magic can have success in the half court even though their numbers don't indicate that they're a good half court team either but just from a matchup perspective i, I think the magic can have some success so i'm leaning to the over probably just waiting until we get a better number being that the money's still coming in on the under.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna leave with the under here tonight. Um, again, I, I think like I mentioned, back-to-back situations where they've kind of have stepped up defensively. Where those second, uh, second, half sorry, second game of a back-to-back for the Knicks are only averaging about 218 points per contest um, for the Orlando Magic at home this season as a road, sorry, as a home underdog, uh, 13 and 12 on the number, where they're only averaging about 226 points per game. So I feel like maybe they slow the pace down a little bit, do the New York Knicks, um, get into their half court stuff, especially when Jalen Brunson is on the floor. You know your half court offense is gonna be a lot more efficient, just because if you just watch him play, mm-hmm. his footwork is just absolutely amazing to watch yeah, uh sometimes. So um I think they'll you know lock in a little more defensively. They gave up 127 last night to the Miami Heat. Um, expecting a better defensive effort from the um from the New York Knicks here tonight. So I'm gonna go with the under at 228 and a half.
0: You player props in this game. Uh yeah, we talked about it earlier. Mitchell Robinson over uh, points rebounds, 15 and a half. I think is the number I see. Um I mm. didn't see his double double numbers um up as of yet, but I would like that also. Uh if it's a plus price, if it's a nice plus price. Plus three sixty. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that too. I think he can have a good game. Magic bottom five and rim percentage defense. So they don't have a rim protector. Um I also like Gary Harris over two and a half threes at plus one. You can get like plus one forty, 140, plus one forty five um out there if you just shop around. He's over in the last two games. He ended with two in the two games prior to that. Um he's averaging almost six attempts per game in the last five games. So he's getting the attempts. Um I, I really like I really like the the stretches he's on right now shooting the ball. So give me the Gary Harris over two and a half threes at plus money.
1: Yeah, I really like that Mitchell Robinson call. He's had a double double against the Magic in mm-hmm. four out of the last five, sorry, three out of the last four games. Um, the rebounds have definitely been there for him six, 10, 11, 10, 9, 10. Uh, the points are just sometimes a concern. But I think that, you know, when we talk about getting offensive rebounds or putbacks or even, you know, uh, alley oops um, or easy baskets from whether it's Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson getting him the ball, the opportunity is definitely going to be there for uh, Mitchell Robinson to get this double-double. So that's a great price at plus 360.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great price. Yeah. Um,
1: I did not have many player props I liked for this game. Um see if the chat has. I think, you know, a lot of the guys have been talking about Wendell Carter's three-point shots. I know KW Franchise has been on that. That number is at. One-and-a-half threes at plus-112. Um, yeah, I've been
0: playing that, too. He burned me on the rebounds, though. Like he had nine. That, he was my, that was my dog, I think, uh, Tuesday. He had, like, 16-9. and nine. What a bummer.
1: Yeah, my guy Ski pointing out, Nick's only two games from being in the play and hungry off the loss. Magic satisfied off a win with nothing really to play for. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great good point. That's a good yeah, angle. like we talked about, right? They're, they're in that um, – they're sitting in that sixth spot or the fifth spot uh, with Brooklyn, they have a game here tonight. They're in a revenge um, spot here against the Cavaliers after the L. They took the, against them on Tuesday. So, um yeah, that's a great point. Um, Any other player props here, Delonte, for this game?
0: No, that's the only two I have. All
1: right. Let's get over to the next game of the night, talking about those Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, second game in consecutive nights, or not consecutive nights, but consecutive opponents for the New York, uh, sorry, for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry. Uh, right now, the Killing Cavaliers opened up in this game as a five point favorite. That number actually came down to minus four in this game currently. That's pretty much consensus across the board. Total opened up, up at 220. That number has been bet slightly down to 219. Uh, do see some 219 and a half out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Brooklyn Nets, the usual suspects are on there. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, pretty clean injury report. It's just a bunch of guys that are on either assignment or on a two-way deal with the Cavs. So both teams are pretty much healthy here. Uh, Like I mentioned, Delonte, these two teams matched up uh, back on Tuesday where the Cavs did get the victory and the cover in that game. Fortunate cover because there was an opportunity for the uh, Nets to backdoor this, uh, the backdoor that spread. But mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal missed a three there at the end. Uh, but Cavs did get the cover and the victory in that game, 115-109. Uh, but the Cavs really did dominate throughout that game up until that fourth quarter where the Brooklyn Nets did actually outscore them 31-21. to Uh, Donovan Mitchell in that game finished up with 31 points. Uh, We did see the return of Jared Allen as well for the Cleveland Cavaliers in that game. He recorded a double-double against his former team, 12 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, he is again a go here tonight. Clean injury report, like I mentioned. Let's start with the side here. Delante. Currently the Cavs are a four-point road favorite again against the uh Brooklyn Nets.
0: Yeah, I probably lean, just lean to the Cavs. A similar handicap to Tuesday. I mean, not much has changed. I know the um the losing team usually has, you know, the the advantage in adjusting and getting things done, but the way the the way the Cavs dominated them in the middle portion of that game, like from the I guess from like the seven or six, six or seven minute mark in the first quarter, like you said, to the into the fourth quarter. I mean, the Cavs pretty much were owning them; they're doing what they want. I think, I think the Nets just—they don't have any scores. Like they don't know how to to play together at, right now, and that's one of the reasons why I, I like them to not to make the playoffs because I don't think that they just have enough or they can sustain the level of offensive output that they that they need. Because especially against a good defensive team, Cavs are a top three defensive rated team. Um they've allowed under hundred and under 110 points in four of the last five games. Um they do struggle on the road, ATS uh 16, 20, and one, but I think they have some favorable matchups here. They should dominate the glass with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Um, yeah, I just gotta see more from the, from the Nets to really be a believer. I know um they do have the guys who are capable of, of doing it or putting it together, but they just haven't put it together as of yet. Um, just the success that the Cavs had in that first game, I don't see much changing here, so uh, I'll lean to the Cavs.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean with the Nets here tonight. I, I really do like backing those teams you know, in those consecutive nights, where they're or not consecutive night, but consecutive opponents where they're kind of playing these back-to-back games against mm-hmm. each other. Um, just like going with the other team, I, I feel like that's something the Nets could build off of in that first game. Um after that fourth quarter where again they did have the opportunity not to win the game, but we talked about they, they had the opportunity to cover. And that kind of shows me a lot when a team is still fighting after being just dominated for the first three quarters because the Brooklyn Nets did get out to a 30 to 23 lead, but in that second and third quarters where the Cats really did take off uh against this uh Brooklyn Nets team where they outscored them that second quarter, 38-25, and that third quarter 33-23. But like I mentioned, uh Brooklyn you know, despite all their offensive struggles, I know Scott talked about this on Tuesday. Uh, they still, I know they barely got over their team total in that game. At, I think it was like one hundred eight and a half or one hundred seven and a half for the Brooklyn Nets. But I, I think that this is an opportunity where maybe the Cavs don't really care about this game because, like we talked about, that they're kind of cemented into that spot of number four uh, are the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, they do have a game uh not till Sunday, so against the Rockets. So not really a look ahead spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers either. Um, but I think this is an opportunity where where the Nets, you know, they can again backdoor it where maybe the Cavs win by a possession here. So I'm gonna go with the with the Nets here at plus four. Thoughts on the total here, Delonte? That number is currently sitting at two nineteen.
0: Yeah, I still lean under. Uh it was on pace to go under for basically the whole game. And then the Nets had that fourth quarter. Yeah. Um that, you know, made them go over the team total and the uh the game over. So I just I just think that Cleveland's locked in defensively as of always. They're gonna dominate the glass. Not gonna be many second chance opportunities. I thought um the center, uh, not sharp, but uh Claxton. I thought Claxton played decent against both of those guys on the inside. I expected him I didn't expect him to play that well, but um yeah, I think that the Cavs can control the tempo and play at a slower tempo and be able to limit the possessions. So I like the under here.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't really have any thoughts on the total. I mean, I think it's pretty spot on from what we saw. Yeah, this
0: is. Uh, I think that's the close, right? That's this exact uh, numbers that closed the last game, if I'm not mistaken. 14. yeah, it was
1: like yeah, hovering around like two eighteen and a half yeah. to nineteen. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's pretty much the same spread and, and the same total here. So I didn't really have much on the total here uh for to uh for this game here so let's get over to some player props in this game you have anything that you do like
0: um i only like one that was jared allen over 23 and a half points and rebounds um yep. uh he had 26 in the last game he's went over in two of the last three favorable matchup. like we like we mentioned the the nets are like 30th in offensive rebound percentage uh their bottom five in defensive rebound percentage so those jared allen and evan mobley both should take turns like volleyball on the the uh the ball off the glass so
1: uh, I was looking at did, uh, Spencer Didwity's assist here tonight. Uh, he's had double digit assistant for the last five games, averaging 11.2 uh, two assists in those in that span. Um, and again, like last game against the Cavs, he did have 11 assists in that game as well. Two games a season, he is averaging nine assists uh, per game against the Cavs. But again, that number. Is definitely going to be higher when he's playing the amount of minutes that he is right now for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, he's averaging around thirty-six point two minutes over the last five games. Um, like I said, eleven assists, eleven assists, seven against the Kings, and then eleven against the Thunder, and then he had sixteen against the Denver Nuggets. So um, he's th- that current number right now is at eight and a half for Spencer Deadwinnie. Uh If oh, you want, yeah, sure. if you wanna, yeah, if you want to buy that up to ten, maybe get some plus odds or even go for a double double. For Spencer Didwitty, that number is currently at plus 175 for his double-double here tonight. Uh, anything else that you do like for this game?
0: Uh, nah, um, maybe a Garland game, uh, you know, with uh, the way Mitchell played last game. We're going to probably put more emphasis on trying to shut him down so they couldn't lean to Garland having more uh, of role scoring the ball. Uh, he's going to get the assist. I think the assist is going to be there. So probably would pivot to a, a Garland points and assists uh, total. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about underdog fantasy. Uh, underdog fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College pick is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, underdog fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% bonus of up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
0: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas
1: all right let's get into the third game of the night here we have the charlotte hornets they are headed to the big easy to take on the new orleans pelicans uh, this line opened up in favor of the New Orleans Pelicans at minus uh, eight. That number is actually now up to minus nine uh, for the Pelicans. Total opened up at 226 and a half. The number has been bent down to around two twenty five and a half. and a half. Do see some two twenty fives out there as well. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Charlotte Hornets, the usual guys are out, which are Mark Williams, Cody Martin, and we already know LaMelo Ball is gone for the season. For the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, did see some more news about Jose Alvarado. He's going to be out for another two to three weeks, uh, along with Zion, like we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, and that is pretty much it. But everybody else is go Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, uh, Jonas Valanciunas are all a go in this game. Uh, Delonte, let's start with the side here. Uh, numbers now at minus nine in favor of the Pelicans. Uh, what are you thinking about this game?
0: Yeah, i probably lean to the dog here, Lieutenant to the Hornets. I don't trust the Pelicans to lay uh, this amount of points. I mean, Charlotte's not a good team. I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all, but they, I think they match up pretty decently with uh, the Pelicans. They got the wing dip to be able to, to try to throw some people at Brandon Ingram. I mean, I don't think it's going to work as effectively, but I think they can at least limit him to, you know, maybe uh, 25 instead of 30, um, maybe, and... Uh, the, the way Oubre's been playing as of late, he's been uh, a spark for them. I think he's had 20 plus in six of the last seven games. Um, there, some of the advantages that they have is they can limit the transition. So I know the Pelicans aren't susceptible to running, but they do do it whenever is uh, whenever they have an advantage. But they don't want to be able to do it against the the Hornets, whose defense is like first in points per possession in transition. Uh, so they'll have to keep New Orleans in the half court where they're, you know, in the middle, they're middling, not the best and not the worst, but I think if they can keep them keep them out of transition and, you know, front half court offense, I think they'll be able to slow them down a little bit. Um, you know, the the Pelicans, I mean, I, I don't got a good read on them, I'm not going to lie. I, that's one of the teams that I just can't get a good read on. Um, their offense struggles mightily, uh, minus Ingram. They don't have much there. CJ's been in a slump as of late. So, maybe they, they do need Zion back to maybe get a jolt into them. But um, yeah, I'm leaning to the Hornets. Nothing strong. I, I just think that the number's kind of high.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I, I'm going to shrink this down, get my money, and get out for the Pelicans in the first half. Um, you talk about the Hornets in away games after the All Star break. They are three and one straight up and three and one against the spread. So, I agree about the full game here for the Hornets. But they've been atrocious in that first half. They've been getting uh, outscored by almost seven points per game in that first half uh, are the um, Hornets. And then we take a look at the defensive metrics for the um, for the Pelicans. Uh, defensively, since the All-Star break, they are number... Let me see. All right, I just had it in front of me. Post-All-Star break, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans number eight as far as defensive rating where Charlotte is... Number 20, where do they go? They were just on my radar. Actually, they're number three uh, since the All-Star break. But if we break that down to away games, especially in the first half uh, for the uh, Hornets, like I mentioned, that number balloons up um, or balloons down, I guess we can say, all the way down to number 27 in road games this season post-All-Star break for the Hornets. They have a net rating in that first half of minus 13 and a half and then at home um post all-star break for the pelicans uh their net rating uh in that span since all-star break like i mentioned they are let me see here (laughs) pelicans are number 12 with a plus three so i think they can come out um and, and again get a big lead or at least a four point lead right now i'm seeing a four and a half in that first half for the New Orleans Pelicans, I really do like that. Um, and for whatever reason, the, the Hornets do make a comeback in the second half, even when they are down. So there's no quit in this team, uh, from what we're what I'm seeing. Uh, last ten games uh, before we get to uh, the total here, at home in the first half, the New Orleans Pelicans are six. Oh, sorry, they're five and five uh, against the spread over the last five games. The Pelicans are three and two. But what kind of stood out to me over the last five games? for the charlotte hornets they are two and three against the spread and then uh over the last 10 games they are four and six so numbers are backing up. i like the better defensive team at least in the first half i'm gonna go with the pelicans in the first half they're delante minus i think it's at four and a half right now over on one bet
0: yeah I'll probably join you on that and add some pelicans first quarter also
1: yeah uh all right take us to the total man 225
0: yeah, I like the under. Uh, both offenses struggling to score. Uh, Charlotte and uh, Charlotte is seventh in um, defensive rating in the last 10 games. The Pelicans are eighth. So defense has been a strong point as of late for both teams. Uh, I don't think either offense is going to score over like 110. So uh, I like the under here. Uh, Charlotte is actually bottom, is the bottom team in offensive rating in the last 10 games. So although they fight, but they – they just can't score. And I don't think the Pelicans can, sc- can score either. So I like the under here a lot.
1: Yeah, I like the under here too as well. I mean, we talk about uh, both teams actually full game. Not talking about halves now. I've um, been really good defensive efficiency wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about the Charlotte Hornets I mean, even in the past couple of years where they have, were just a dead nut over team. Yep. But post all-star break defensive rating number three in the entire league, Pelicans number eight. So both teams are top 10 in defensive uh, rating. And then for the Charlotte Hornets, dead last in offensive efficiency, 105.1. So um, playing great defense, but they can't find offense. And same thing with the Pelicans. They're number 26 as far as uh, offensive rating since the Mm All-Star break. So two great defenses, two bad offenses. I think that that goes to a under in this game at 225. Player props, what do you got?
0: Uh, yeah, man, I've been cashing with this for uh, for about a week. Brandon Ingram over assist uh, five and a half. Yeah. He's had five or more in uh, in six straight games. They bumped it up. It was four and a half. Uh, they uh, odds makers adjusted. It was too low. Um, so I played that. It's a little juice at minus one twenty five, one thirty. Um, but if you want to just go to six, you can get better better odds. I think he has. Uh, I think he has seven or more here. Um, being in a more you know orchestrating the offense a little bit more. Uh, I also would play if you, you know, don't want to lay the juice, I would play him over thirty-two and a half um points and assists. He's been over that number in the last three games. So either one I think is is decent value. I also like Trey Murphy over two and a half threes, over five straight games. Uh, I mean he's shooting lights out right now. And he's the second, I guess the second fiddle to Brandon Ingram whenever he's off the floor. So I think he's gonna get a lot of opportunities to score against uh against his um Charlotte defense.
1: Uh Going back to the total here real quick, uh, Reggie pointing out Hornets have hit the under uh in eleven of the past fifteen games. So that's
0: a good, that's a yeah. good stat. They yeah. also so, play better ATS on the road. They're uh 19 and 17 ATS yeah. on the road and they're horrible at home for whatever yeah. reason.
1: Yeah, I like those calls about the player props that you just did mention there. Um, especially the Trey Murphy one. I think he's really been flying under the radar yep. for this um for this Pelicans offense. Um I'm gonna go back to the well, man. We've talked a lot about fading uh, the Hornets interior defense or lack thereof mm-hmm. um and taking a posting center rebounds. Uh Tunis right now is at 12 and a half. It's a little bit a little bit of a big at minus 125, but rightfully so. Um, over the last five games, he's averaging 12.4 rebounds per contest. Uh but last uh, four games, last four four of the last five games he's had 12 or more rebounds. Um 12 Against uh, Trailblazers, he had 17 against the Rockets, 12 again against the Rockets in that back-to-back situation, and then he had 15 in the last game against the Spurs.
0: All um, undersized that seems like the Hornets.
1: Yeah, and then a, a game earlier this season against the Hornets, 30 points, 17 rebounds uh, in that game. And then uh, in his career, since he joined the Pelicans, which was back in 2020, in three career games, um, 17 rebounds, 18 rebounds. He had eight rebounds in one game, but then even if we go back to Memphis, there's games where we had 15 rebounds, 13 rebounds, 13 rebounds. So I'm um, going to continue fading um, the Hornets defense interior defense, keeping guys off the boards. Valentinus over 12 and a half rebounds in this game. And again, on the season, I think they were giving up like close to, I want to say like 16 rebounds to that center position are the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, let me about right. here. Yeah, 16.4, which is third worst so. Uh, That's one that I was looking at in this game uh, for sure.
0: Um, Anything else for this game, Delante? Yeah, um, I like Oubre over 22.5 points. Forgot to mention, he's over in five of the last six games. Um, He's averaging about 17 attempts, actually 16.5 attempts per game uh, from the field. So that's in the last six games. So the volume is going to be there. I think he has to have success if we think, well, if I think the Hornets are going to cover this number. So uh, I like him over 22.5.
1: Yep. Uh, all right, let's get over to the last game of the night. We have the rematch from uh, Tuesday night. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they are in or staying in L.A. to take on the Clippers here tonight. Currently, the line opened up. or let me see. The opening line was minus two in favor of the Clippers. That number is now up to minus four. Uh, total up and about 231 and a half. Uh Currently, the uh, total is at 232.5. Starting to see some 232s pop up as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the usual suspects are out. Everybody else is playing here tonight. For the Clippers, uh, Norman Powell continues to be out. Uh, obviously, we talked about at the top of the show the big news of Paul George being out for at least two to three weeks. Uh, he has a officially classified as a right knee sprain. So I think they said they were going to reevaluate in two to three weeks. So right now it's going to be the Kawhi Leonard show. And then whoever else can step up for this Clippers team here tonight, or at least for the next two to three weeks or for the rest of the season, we should say. But Dante, do you see the Clippers bouncing back here after taking the loss against the Thunder or do you think the dominance of the Thunder shockingly against the Clippers team continues,
0: man? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm up in the air, um, but I can't, I'll tell you this. I can't see why it was bid up because I don't think Paul George is worth, you know, what, five and a half points. It closed seven and a half, I think last game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now it was at two on open. So I think that was maybe a little bit of an over adjustment by the oddsmakers. Um Yeah. Paul George is not worth that much. And I know the Thunder played well, but they, I mean, the Clippers, they had chances to, to win that game. Um, yeah. And, you know, credit to the Thunder for about, like each time they had an answer for everything the Clippers did. That was a, that was a great game. Kawhi at the end of the game, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was <laughs> like, he didn't even get a chance to get the shot up. Now that could be great defense. There was great defense on him by Lou I think Lou was on him if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So yeah, I give him credit for that, but I think the Clippers had control of the game in, in certain situations, but the Thunder, they're just too feisty. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to bid against them. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I bet against them actually in that game and I got burned. So I'm not going. I'm not doing it again. Even though we, uh, we all know the, the second team. I mean, the losing team has the advantage in the in the second game. Um, I think Lou will probably make some adjustments to be able to get uh, get the Thunder out of rhythm. But the first game without Paul George, I kind of got to see how these guys step up and play. Which I, I kind of, I kind of think they're gonna be fine. But uh, just against against the Thunder, who've been playing incredible defense and offensively, they're actually number one. And offensive rating, I mean defensive rating over the last ten games. So their defense has flown under the radar. Um yeah, man, I'm I'll lean to the thunder. I'm probably not gonna play it, but I can see why the why the Clippers got bit early on in the game, because I think that was a little overreaction. But yeah, I'm leaning to the Thunder. Yeah,
1: I think this is a game where it's that first game for a team that loses their star player. Mm-hmm. For we can say a significant amount of time. I think that three weeks is usually. I think I use as a as a measuring stick for significant, um, which usually always turns into about a month first for some of these players. So I think that we probably won't see Paul George for the rest of the season. See where he's at if the Clippers do make the playoffs. But if you gotta go back and look at the box score in that game um, on Tuesday night, I mean they the Clippers had an atrocious night shooting from three point land, six of thirty one. Uh, in that game, 0 of 5 for Paul George. Uh, Marcus Morris, senior, was 1 of 6. So those guys combined right there, 1 of 11. Westbrook, I don't know why he's still jacking up three point <laughs> shots. He was 0 of 3.
0: Bro, he went. He came down. Like I think the Clippers were like on a little run. They were trying to push it open to about six or seven at at, at the time. I think it was mid third quarter. Mm-hmm. He comes down. He like does a layup, a scoop and layup. Hits the bottom of the backboard. <laughs> he, he goes to the. He tries to do. You know, he he, he used to be real good. At that driving hard lift, um, yeah. and then like pivoting back with the jump with the fadeaway jumper. He used to be real good with that. Man, he did that twice, air ball. Like, <laughs> so, so bad, man. So bad.
1: But I, I think that Delante, this is an opportunity for the guys that they traded for to step up, or at least guys like Eric Gordon, who was two of seven from the floor, one of five from three point line, a minus fourteen in the box score. I know Terrence Mann got ejected in that game. I think he should He's probably going to be in that starting lineup, maybe Eric Gordon or Batum, but um, I think I think Hawaii's going to have a big night here. But I think somebody else needs to step up uh, for this team, um, obviously in the absence of Paul George. So I'm going to go with the Clippers here tonight, man. I know I talked to, we took Thunder money line on on Tuesday. That one cashed mm-hmm. for us. But like we talked about with the Cavs and the Nets, you know, in those games where they're playing the same opponent in, in consecutive games. I usually like going against a team that lost that first game. So that's the the Clippers here tonight. And I also like the Clippers in the first quarter. I think that we'll see the guys kind of rally here. This is the hoorah moment, you know, like I mentioned with PG going down. Um, And I think they'll step up. Again, this is a big game. Like we talked about, these Western Conference opponents – that are playing against each other that caught that are in that four to 12 range. Every single game matters. You know, we can say yeah, it's no. almost like a, it's a playoff game almost mm-hmm. for every single one of these games in the regular season here. So right now the Clippers are sitting in that five spot at 38 and 35. They have a half a game lead over the golden state warriors. OKC uh right now is in that eight spot uh, tied with the Mavs. So if the Thunder do win here tonight, they'll leapfrog the Minnesota Timberwolves and be in that seventh spot and only then a half a game beyond the Golden State Warriors. If the Clippers win here tonight, they'll be tied with the Phoenix Suns, uh, at least in the standings. Um, they'll have a one-game uh, win advantage, and they'll be tied with the Phoenix Suns for that sp- fourth spot. So between that four and five spot, it's really... But who gets the home court advantage in that first round? So I think this is a big game for the Clippers. I think they'll rally here tonight. I'm going to take the Clippers' first quarter, and I'll take them for the full game at minus four as well. Um, Let's get over to the total here, Delonte. This number, like I mentioned, opened up at 231.5. Did get bet up to 232.5, but starting to see some 232s pop up now. Any thoughts on the total?
0: Yeah, I'll probably lean under. I mean, would they score 203? Um, combined last game? Two or three. Yeah, so it, I, don't, I don't see much changing, especially with PG off the court. So you're losing a score now. Like yeah. you mentioned, those guys probably have to step up. But as a collective, I think they can pretty much, you know, do some of the things that Paul George does offensively, but defensively is where they're probably going to struggle. Um, but I don't see the Thunders having much success or the Clippers having much success either um, offensively. Both teams struggle offensively. Like bottom ten in offensive rating, and like I mentioned at the top, like Oklahoma City has been playing incredible defense as of late, um, and also like 27 of the 30 36 home games for the Clippers have went under, so they're yeah. a, they're an under team at home. Uh, I don't see I don't see much offense here. I, I could see maybe a little bit more than last game, maybe like 110 115 type of game, um, but yeah, I like the under here a lot.
1: Do you think it's a look at spot for the Thunder uh going against the uh, against Lakers on Friday night? Ooh, that's a good it is a back to back situation for them.
0: Oh, so this is the first this is the first leg of the back to back. And so now here's an interesting
1: situation as well, right, Delonzo? because remember all star break that SGA said that I'm gonna have some for the Lakers ass or for LeBron or something. Oh, like I remember that.
0: that. I remember that. But he
1: didn't I don't think he played in that that first game against the Lakers uh mm-hmm. since that all star break. Uh they did have a game against the Lakers in their in their building. He didn't play in that game, and also oh, did read right. that that SGA was going to be starting to sit out in back-to-back games. Um, for they gotta, the play, him.
0: They gotta play him if they want to win. They got they gotta play him. I mean, yes, yeah. they have to.
1: So I think there might be a possibility where we see SGA sit tonight, and then he plays tomorrow. Because I feel like it mm-hmm. might be a look at spot for for the Thunder.
0: Yeah, I would I would think that the the Laker game is a little bit more important than the Clipper game if. Like as far as like standings go, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, but then again, I mean they all jumbled up, so I, every game is important. But I, I would guess you would want to because I mean losing to, I mean beating the Clippers or losing to the Clippers doesn't mean as much because they won't move up. You know, the Clippers aren't going to move up or down uh, much with the win. So I think it means more for the Thunder here. So I, I would expect them to play hard in both games. But like you said, it all depended upon SGA because I seen him. Like, I think PG and Kawhi like really try to guard him, and like, it, yeah, it won't happen. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, he was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. And that's against, I mean, you know, they've lost their luster a, a lot. They're probably a little bit overrated from a defensive standpoint, living off the pass, you know, of their defensive um, wizardness, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But still, they're still top tier defenders in the NBA as far as individual um, defenders. And SGA was doing whatever he wanted with them.
1: Yeah. I mean, the last five games, Thunder are number two in defensive rating. Clippers are number four in defensive rating. So, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I think this number is a little bit high at two thirty-two and a half. So I'm with you with on the under as well. Uh, player props. What do you got?
0: Listen, man. Russell Westbrook under seventeen and a half points. I don't care if Paul <laughs> George. Is, I don't care if Paul George is out. He's went under in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. He's had single digits in four of those games. Yeah. He's like, I mean. Uh, There's n- really nothing else that you need to say. Like, Russell Westbrook under, I mean, he might get a little bit more opportunity uh, being that Paul George is out. But, I mean, really, does Tyron Lou want Russell, Wilson, I mean, Russell Wilson? does he want Russell Westbrook, like, shooting threes or more orchestrating? I think he would rather the latter. So I think that Russell dials back a little bit on the shots. Maybe, you know, he shoots seven instead of ten here. And if, if the percentages are what they are, he's probably going to go three for seven. So, I like him under. Um, I like Kawhi over. I think he's going to have a big night like you alluded to. Um, I I do like some of those secondary guys. I don't see a lot of props on like Eric Gordon um, on here. Do you see any Eric Gordon props? I didn't see any Um, earlier.
1: Let me see. Eric Gordon, I do not see. I only see Zubac, yeah. Kawhi, Marcus Morris. Morris, Mason Plumlee, and Russ. Maybe yes. closer to game time, you can get something yeah. for Eric. Yeah, but I,
0: he'll he'll be a, a player I'll be looking. For, um, yeah. I'll be looking towards. I don't see Terrence Mann up here either. So those two guys, uh, depending on the number, those two guys I'll be looking to play. Um, man, the Thunder is kind of hard to do their props, like because they they legit play nine to ten guys, like legit play nine to ten guys. I seen some yeah. guy some guy named Waters. I don't even know where the hell he's from. <laughs> yeah, he was he was out there shooting up threes. I mean, you know, Isaiah Joe. They got Dort, um, both J Dubs. I don't I don't remember. Is Jalen the center? Jalen Williams is he hurt? I didn't see him play. I don't remember seeing him play last game. Um, let me check the box score here. It just yeah, don't remember, I don't remember seeing him play last game, and I don't see his props listed either.
1: Yeah, he's not on the injury report either. So that's, yeah. I know Kendrick Williams is on there, but that's completely yeah. He did play. He only played eleven minutes though last game.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I guess they're going more small ball. Yeah. Uh which they do play a lot well, you know. Um softball, uh Sarge is doing okay. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, man. I just I it's hard to, to gauge with the Oklahoma City um the Oklahoma City props. So unless you're just taking SGA, you just take SGA, I know I know my man is gonna be on SGA.
1: Yeah, um I was looking for Isaiah Joe's three point. Is that
0: two and a half at plus one oh five? Two and a half. Oh man, yeah. that's that's low.
1: He's hit, uh the volume hasn't been there. I mean, the makes haven't been there for him the last five games. He's gone two of eight, three of seven, three of five, and then one of five and one of six. So I, I'll probably wait maybe against the Lakers or maybe another team uh, to back that. But yeah, I think Kawhi, it's a big night for Kawhi. I think he bounces back here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my only player problem. Maybe if you look at Mason Plumlee rebounds or uh, Zubach rebounds, Um
0: yeah, it's interesting to see those guys, like how he does those guys' minutes because they both should have um, like a decent, a, a real good advantage on the inside. The Thunder don't have a lot of interior defense. So,
1: yeah, Zubash played 19 minutes in the last game. He only had, I think, what three rebounds? Did I see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And then, but Mason Plumlee played 21 minutes. He had 12 rebounds. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll be on that with you.
1: Yeah, so I don't see that listed yet, but uh, I think they're slowly draw. Oh no, wait, hold on. Mason Plumlee is at seven and a half, but it's at minus 140. So, um, yeah, definitely keep that in mind. All right. uh, Anything else for this game, Delante? No, it's all good. All right, that's going to do it for the four games. Uh, Four games on the schedule here tonight for Thursday. Let's get into our picks to wrap up the show here. Delonte, lead us off, man. What do you got for your lock-in dog? Yeah,
0: I'm going with uh, um, the New York Knicks. Uh, I like the Knicks. I think we all were consensus with me and you and some of the guys in the chat also. Uh, I think it's a good spot for the Knicks. I think they bounce back. They got to try to improve their seating and and get off to a a better start to end the season, Um, take that momentum into the playoffs. So I like the Knicks minus three and a half um also for the dog i'm just gonna go with charlotte it's the only attractive dog that i like um here and i mean went over some of the advantages that they have it's gonna be a low possession game so i think that tends to lean to the underdog so give me charlotte plus nine
1: all right uh for my lock i am gonna go pelican's first half minus five like we talked about um it's just the numbers are just way overwhelming um in that first half Uh, where they've just been getting outscored, where they're on the road um, or whether they're as a road underdog, uh, road game overall. And like I mentioned, the first half defensive offensive rating for both teams, there's a night and day difference for both of these teams in that first half. But like you mentioned, the the Hornets make it a game in the second half for whatever reason. So I think they can backdoor it. Uh, but I think that Pelicans do come out in that first half um uh, and 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 have a, a at least a seven to eight point lead here. So at minus five, I'll take the Pelicans in the first half for my lock. Uh for my dog. Don't really like any of the underdogs here tonight. So probably have to pivot to a, a player prop here tonight. Uh, maybe looking at the double-double market. Um, I think we both talked about Mitchell Robinson having a double-double here tonight. That's at plus 380. Yeah, I think I'll just give that out. Um, plus 380 for a double-double for... Or actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Spencer Didwitty. Uh, on the double-double, plus 175 for my uh, dog here tonight. I mentioned for the last five games, he's had uh, 11 or more assists. Um, I think that Brooklyn Nets are are live to win this game here tonight. Um, so if you want to do like a player performance double with Spencer Didwitty and the Nets money line. Uh, so I do like the Nets here tonight as well. So um, give me Spencer Didwitty, double-double, plus 175, and then also take a look at the Nets money line here tonight as well. That number is currently at. Let's see over on win bet plus one forty five on the money line. So uh, I'll give you two dogs there. Spencer did double double plus one seventy five and then Brooklyn Nets money line plus one forty five here for tonight.
0: uh, I'll be on that Dan thing with you. Yep. Uh, all right, man,
1: that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA gambling podcast. Only four games on the schedule
0: here tonight, but Delonte, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my man? Nah, man, just, uh, appreciate everybody in the chat. Uh, make sure you leave a review, uh, that'll help us out a lot. Uh, that's, that's about it, man. Let's get on the right side of some of these games.
1: Yeah. Again, uh, if you aren't able to get to the pod or, or to the YouTube stream, um, again, make sure to head over to the website, sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA picks. Um, uh, we, we put our picks up every day. You'll see a little lock button next to uh, some of the picks for our locks there um, when the guys put out our picks between myself, Delonte, Scott, and uh, Terrell. So make sure to head over there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks. If you haven't already, if you're watching live, please leave us a – or hit that, that like button on the on the stream here. And again, like Delonte mentioned, if you haven't left us a rating or review, uh, please do so wherever you do. Listen to the uh, podcast on their respective players. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Scott and Terrell for the Friday games. Uh, till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.